from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, June 8th. I'm Marco Werman. UN monitors in Syria reach the site of a reported massacre. We'll find out what they saw. And later, the secret thoughts of North Korea's young new leader, at least according to comedian Andy Barowitz. I am really just channeling his thoughts. I would not pretend that I was elected president of North Korea. Neither was he, though. Plus, a food seasoning that reminds immigrants of home, but which home? I don't know where it comes from. All I know is that it's Africa, full stop. Wherever else it comes from, they don't need it. BBC News with David Austin. United Nations monitors have finally been able to enter the Syrian village of Kuber, the scene of Wednesday's alleged massacre by a pro-government militia. A BBC reporter travelling with them has described a scene of devastation. Paul Danahar said there was no sign of bodies in the village. The first house had been gutted by fire, but the stench of burnt flesh still hung heavy in the air. The scene in the next house was even worse. Blood was in pools around the room. Pieces of flesh lay among the scattered possessions. The only clues to where the bodies of the dead people may have gone are etched into the tarmac road nearby. They were, said the UN observers, tracks made by military vehicles, perhaps tanks and armoured cars. A man from the next village said the bodies were taken away in a pickup truck. The United States has expressed concern about reports that Russia could be helping Syrian institutions evade financial sanctions. A senior U.S. Treasury official, David Cohen, told the BBC he was concerned about reports that Russian banks were offering assistance to the Syrian central bank. Gordon Carrera reports. David Cohen, the U.S. Treasury official responsible for sanctions, said that there was evidence that existing financial sanctions on Syrian banks adopted by the U.S., EU and Arab League over the last year were having an impact. He pointed to the Syrian currency, losing between a quarter and a half of its value in recent months, with attempts by the government in Damascus, he said, to stem that decline. But speaking in London immediately after a visit to Moscow, he acknowledged there were differences with Russian officials over what kinds of pressure might bring an end to the violence. President Obama has said European leaders must act urgently to solve the financial crisis facing the continent. He warned that the solutions would be hard but said they could be found and stressed that Europe's leaders understood the seriousness of the situation and the need to act now. Mr Obama especially highlighted the need to inject money into weak banks. In the short term, they've got to stabilize the, their financial system. And part of that is taking clear action as soon as possible to inject capital into weak banks. Just as important, leaders can lay out a framework and a vision for a stronger Eurozone, including deeper collaboration on budgets and banking policy. Correspondents say the president is concerned that Europe's economic problems are hampering growth in the U.S. in an election year. A suicide bomber has attacked a police headquarters in northern Nigeria, killing five people and wounding 12 others. A police spokesman in the city of Maiduguri said one of the dead was a police officer. Five colleagues were among those injured. There's been no claim yet about the bombing, but Maiduguri has been the focal point of an insurgency by the Islamist organization Boko Haram. It's been blamed for hundreds of bomb and gun attacks. World News from the BBC. 
Suicides among American troops on active service have surged this year, far outstripping the number killed in Afghanistan. Figures released by the Pentagon show suicides averaging one a day in the first five months of this year. The reasons for the increase are not fully understood, but data suggests that those with multiple combat tours are at greater risk of taking their own lives. Britain has signed a deal with Mauritius allowing suspected pirates caught by its Royal Navy to be transferred to the Indian Ocean Island to face prosecution. Peter Biles reports. Mauritius is the latest country to agree to take suspected pirates for prosecution.